five new Lord of the Rings titles. Ubisoft still plans to attend E3. Three games in a system and gaming history. What we're playing and our games of the week. This is Very Average Gaming. Everybody. Welcome to another episode of Very Average Gaming. I am Joe Cotter. With me, as always, is Will Williams. How you doing today, Will? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Not too bad. Had a, had a fun week at work. How yeah. about yourself? Uh, yeah, same here. Same here. You know, normal day, normal day. Yeah. Normal week, crazy normal week. week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always crazy Good. with three little kids. Yeah, well, you chose this life. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> All right, so we have a fun-filled episode for you guys today. We're going to get right into it, and uh, we're going to start on the new episode of... Oh, my Lord. My key notes was all messed up. Oh. We're going to end the new episode of The Last of Us. Did you catch the episode, Will? I did, and I, I also noticed... Well, I didn't notice. You'd notice that they actually dropped it a day or two early because of the Super Bowl. Yes, they dropped it. I woke up Saturday morning and it was on and I was like, oh, I guess I'm watching a new new episode early, which is actually, I think, a very genius idea on their part, because I think they knew that they wouldn't have the viewership if they just dropped it when they normally do on Sunday night. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of hard to compete with the Super Bowl. So this this week, I, I think that this episode was so far probably the best episode I would say uh, maybe the second one was a little bit better, but this was one of the better episodes out of the f- top the five that are out now. Yeah, I would definitely say it was probably in my top two for sure out of the five that came out. Yeah, I, I like how they're finally starting to humanize Joel. You know, like, yeah, it's good. It's good to see them. He He's finally starting to let loose there, drop his guard a little bit. Yeah, you can uh, see cracks in his are starting to yeah. form. Yeah, you could see that kind of like in episode four when she was hitting him with all the, the puns and stuff like that. And then toward the end, she got him to kind of laugh and you're like, all right, he's he's starting to break out of that shell. Yeah, it's like he's, you know, he was scared you know, with everything he's been through with his, his own daughter. It's understandable why his guard has been up with taking care of Ellie. And you yeah. could see in this episode that he's finally starting to look at her as more of a person instead of just, as he put it, cargo. I mean, I get why he's so guarded because he doesn't want to put that emotional attachment on anybody because of what happened with his daughter and Tess and everything. Every it, he he's got this belief where everything he gets close to leaves him or dies or stuff like that. Oh, definitely. Like it, it's it's definitely understandable, but you know, it's just good to see that he's finally starting to turn the corner. But this episode was awesome in a sense because it had everything it had the drama it had the action it had the sad moments the crazy moments the osh moments and no it it, it really did like it, it was a very varied episode there was a little bit of everything yeah so it, i'm looking forward to, to to finally seeing episode six it comes out what two days yeah but what was nice is even in the slow spots of this episode 
there was there was world building. Yeah, that is true. So like even like when it was like they were just walking and talking and stuff like that, you could see like like went through they went through the little area with with the the underground school and you know you could see that at one point you know they're talking about little things and making little connections and describing how you know the world is bigger than people realize. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially from Ellie's point of view, because like Ellie was in, you know, that the under a Fedra's school or whatever she went to, so she really only knows what Fedra taught her. Yeah, yeah, no, she, yeah, she's very. What's the right word? Very. She, she's yeah. She's like in a very small world. Like she, mm-hmm. her her world is consists of like a camp, so to speak. Like it's yeah, you know, and I mean that's but, how the story goes. It, it's. You know, we knew they yeah, were going to tell a good story, so... Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's why she asks so many questions to Joel, or is so... Cur- she's so curious about everything, because she's never experienced any of this. Yep. You know, and... So, overall, I'm looking I'm looking forward to episode six. So, uh, moving on, we're going to jump right into... There was an article that came out about some of the Lord of the Rings stuff. Okay. Embracer Group the group that holds the video game rights to Lord of the Rings has stated in a recent earnings meeting that five Lord of the Rings games are in development and will be released over the next 24 months. Oh. The spec- the speculated five titles going forward are Lord of the Rings Golem from Dead, Dead Dalek, Lord of the Rings Return to Moria from Free Range Games, Lord of the Rings Heroes of Middle-Earth from EA Mobile, Game title unknown as of now, being helmed by 8-2. And an unknown possible release for a console port, possibly for Lord of the Rings Online. All right, well, I mean, it's about time they're coming out with more games for this, this you know, this IP. I, <laughs> I mean, Lord of the Rings is one of the biggest fantasy worlds and titles. And the games don't serve it justice. I want to say the, the best game I can remember was or at least the last good game from Lord of the Rings that I remember was Lord of the Rings Two Towers on the PlayStation 2. Yeah, I remember that being pretty good. Yeah, and I mean they have Lord of the Rings online, which is I think free to play, but it just uh, doesn't have that Under- like the It's underwhelming. Yeah, no, they they it does a lot of fan service, but it, it's it's not as populated as let's say like Warcraft and some of these other MMOs that are out there. I'd be kind of I'd be a kind of hard feat to do. Well, it is, but you know you don't have to be as populated as World of Warcraft to have a populated world. But I remember my time playing Lord of the Rings online. Like I could never find people to like play with or help. So it kind of like geared it steered me off of stopping the Lord of the Rings train in terms of the MMO. Yeah, which which is a shame because the movies and everything were so good. Well, yeah, you know, but these games look good. Golem looks pretty good. I mean, I know it's a stealth game because obviously you're uh-huh. playing as Golem. I know one of them, I believe, yeah, one of them, they, right, you said Lord of the Rings is Middle Earth. It's a mobile game. So we'll see where that takes us. I mean, I, it's going to be probably loaded with the microtransactions like all these other mobile games. Games in general these days, unfortunately. But I'd like to see, I'd like to see what they come out with. I want to see what they, where, where this is headed. I mean, Embracer Group is obviously like buying up all these like companies to like try and compete in the video game market. And obviously they're not the ones that are publishing and creating these games. It's more like they're sending the work out. Yeah. You know, 
So, third, yeah, there's most of it's third party. Yeah, well, yeah. So we'll see how it, how it works. You know, hopefully they come out with some good games. That's all you yeah, can hope I, for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully they're finished games, unlike most games that come out these days. So we'll see. Yeah. Now the 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 article that interested me the most this week was the Ubisoft and E3. So if you want to read the headline to that one, go right ahead. <laughs> it, basically, the long and the short of it, Ubisoft basically said that if there is an E3 this year, they said that they will be there and they have a lot to show. Yeah, well, of course they have a lot to show. Didn't they announce like two weeks ago that they have like 12 games what? coming out this year? <laughs> like, which is an insane number of games to come out in one calendar year. You know, we'll see if they can do it. Well, you know what? If it's, they if they have a lot to them. show. Yeah, it's gonna make or break them. It it, 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 it definitely is because it, they're gonna either show these games that everyone's gonna get super excited for, or they're gonna show twelve games that are so garbage, like or like not garbage, but like rushed, well, yeah, not, not finished, not done. That people are gonna be like very underwhelmed. Um, I just want to know if they're gonna let people play Skull and Bones. <laughs> At this point, I wouldn't count my chickens before they hatch on that one. <laughs> I, like I like I said like I said before I, I I honestly if they do finally release that game it's not we're not going to see it until maybe end of 2023 possibly 24. So here so like let's put this on record right so what we're going to do is Ubisoft right now has announced 12 games coming out this year right they haven't released any yet we got 12 yeah. games all right let's do an over under number on when you think Skull and Bones is going to come out. Like, is it going to come out as the fourth or f- or maybe the fifth game of the of the year, or is it going to be the eighth game of the year? <laughs> I, I'm putting, I have a date. I have a date in my head as an over under. Uh, uh, what's what's the date? What's the date on I'm that? Putting, I'm putting the date at December seventeenth. Oh wow, that's like that's like a, a, like a specific date. It's it's a, the, literally the date just popped into my head. Okay, is it even Surprise like? I want to see if that's even a Tuesday or a Friday. <laughs> Surprisingly, surprisingly, something fits in my head, but hey, that's besides. Since the point. everything's pretty much released on Tuesday and Friday, let's see, let's see if it could be that. Let's see. Hold on. <laughs> I don't even know what, what the seventeenth is was. a Sunday, so well, that ain't happening. That's not happening, right? I think that if I had to pick a number, I think it's going to be the the seventh game they released this year. I think they're going to put six games out before it and five games well, out after. Is it this year, as in twenty twenty three, or are we doing fiscal year? I think they said fiscal year. So you, okay. got, you have to like, what, February of next year. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there's a possibility it could run into next year. <laughs> oh, if it if it runs into next year, they should just can the whole thing. I already think they should can it anyway. Well, they, they put for, too much money into that. <laughs> any Yeah, but any and all hype at this point for that game is gone. Yeah, it's that is true. Del- how many times has it been delayed now? Six? Yeah, seven six now. Times? Seven. Seven times. It, it was six Did the last any... time we discussed it. Yeah. <laughs> any and all hype for that game is toast. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, unless it's the greatest pirate simulator in the history of the world. Just change the name to Pirate Simulator. <laughs> Dude, that'd be funny. <laughs> yes, it would. You know, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully they do pull through and they, you know, they come out with right. a bunch of stuff at E3. I'm hoping that E3 does happen because now yeah, I like, do we're talking. Especially with it being gone for the last few years because of COVID, for it to just go out because the big three aren't going to be there would be just really sad to see. Well, I, I think that's what's going to make E3 better. Like, I, I think it was, uh, I don't know if we talked last week or two weeks ago. 
I think that's going to allow some of these smaller studios to shine. Mm-hmm. And from what us playing, like even when we're picking these games of the week and all this other stuff that we're trying out, like I've noticed that these smaller companies and publishers are like coming out with some really good games that just go unlook un overlooked because oh, the big three. A hundred percent. Like 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 I told like with the ascent, that was a thirteen person crew that made that game. The, some of the developers that came from that game were were from Bulletstorm, the the team that made that. Okay. So I mean, they have a good group of people working for him, and and I played that entire game. And I'll tell you what, that's one of the best games I've played in the last two years. That's a, I, that's I, a big I, thing. I know you. I know you would not be a fan of it because it's a twin stick shooter. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a twin stick shooter RPG, and that's I I love that that top down yeah kind of kind of style so it worked for me but i mean i the that game is great yeah no so, I, I mean if they can pull off what they pulled off in that game the 13 person team you can't say you can't do it yeah no i agree that you know like i think a lot of these like indie games like vampire survivors cult of the lamb to name a few from last year that just like went out ahead into the forefront yeah, it came out of nowhere. Yep, came out of nowhere and simple to play, fun, you know, and I think that's this E3 could be the way fun. they try to stay. They could steer it that way for indie publishers. Oh, well, you said for straight it was what, like six or nine hours to beat or something like that? Yeah, wrapped right about that. So, I mean, Not, it, yeah. you could still have a great game that's short. It's just all, you know, it, it, it all comes down to the premise of the game. Yeah, if you want to like, if you wanted to platinum stray, you'd probably take you like, if you're not a professional gamer, it'd probably take you like ten to twelve hours. Come on now, I know you can platinum it. I probably could if I sat there and wanted you need to. to add it. I you had need, enough of need, the stray. You need you need you need another platinum game anyway. I got two. I got two platinums. Go for a third. It won't take Saints you that long. Row. I'm I'm telling you, Saints Row. I'm gonna play you were that. Saying, you were saying you fell back in love with it. Oh man, I mean, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I have it. It's it, it's a, such a fun game. So, what nuggets of gaming history do you have for us? Today? All right. So this week in gaming history, we have one console and we have three games this week, right? So the mm-hmm. console that came out was 44 years ago. The Magnavox Odyssey 2 came out. Now All this right. was the predecessor to the. Magnavox Odyssey, <laughs> if anyone didn't know. And pretty much this was a four-bit system, and at the time was $179, which translated into its inflation in today's world would be 750 bucks today. So I don't want to hear anyone complain about a $500 PlayStation. All right, people who bought this Magnavox Odyssey spent a pretty penny to play this that was thing. A lot of, yeah, that was a lot of money back then. It was. Magnavox released 47 games for it, and they had some third-party support, so there was there was more than forty-seven games total. But Ma- the Magnavox games were forty-seven in total. It had a built-in keyboard on the system itself for educational games, which I thought was a pretty cool thing. They were it was cartridge-based, and it pretty much ran its course from nineteen seventy-eight to nineteen eighty-four, and it pretty much died like every single console in that era when the uh, video game crash happened. Thanks to, and you know that, that was pretty much it. You know it it was it was. Cool for its day, you know, competed with ColecoVision, Atari 2600, and it is now 44 years old. Wow. 
That were that reminds me. Did you know they dug up the ET games? Oh, they. I know they did. They did. Yeah, yeah. They went to the landfill and dug them up. They're probably selling them suckers on eBay. They said most of them were in perfect condition. Yeah, too. I'm sure they were. You know, buried under all that garbage. <laughs> like that's where it belongs. That's neither here nor there, Will. You know, the game was so horrible. But that's what happened back then. They 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 were rushing out to just keep pumping out games that the games became so watered down. It was like horrible. Well, I think they gave them like a three month development cycle for that game. Yeah. It, just, it, it was not enough. Well, they did give it to the guy that created like four Atari hits. <laughs> like, I mean, come on there. It's Atari. You can you, but you can create hits given the time. I yeah, mean, that's, that's true. That's, yeah. It, it didn't take as much to code a game that small back then, but still three months development cycle that's short yeah no it is well mm. speaking of hits three of the games that came out this week in gaming history were punch out on the arcade 41 years ago wow and everyone who's listened to us since the beginning of this knows that i am a huge mike tyson's punch out fan and mike tyson's punch out pretty much came from this punch out arcade machine i mean punch out came out 41 years ago and then later that year Super Punch-Out came out in the arcade, and from that it spawned into Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Punch-Out, Super Punch-Out, and the list goes on and on, because I mean, I think there's like five or six games now in the Punch-Out franchise. Um, it's pretty much, you know, a, a, a puzzle fighting game, I, I would guess. I think everyone in, if you're listening to this podcast, you have no, you know what Punch-Out is. There's no need to explain what Punch-Out is. But yeah, it was 41 years ago today, or this week, the arcade came out for Punch-Out. The second game on the list, which is a, is, is a really big, big deal here, is Super Mario Brothers 3 came out 33 years ago. One of the greatest games of all time. Now, I have fond memories of Super Mario Brothers 3. One, because I was old enough to get it on release. Two... My cousin Steven is the one that bought it on or got it on release. And we all would go over to his house and like play it as a group. All our, all the cousins would take turns every time someone would die. And three, it was in the greatest video game movie ever, The Wizard. Hands down, the greatest video game movie ever. And although they did kind of embellish the way the power glove works in that movie which I don't appreciate at all. I don't care. It made an appearance. It, it did. But it, let's be honest. It, the, the guy made it like it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, it's Cotter. Like, he's like, if for the audio vis visual people, he's literally like driving with his hand like a glove because like they made it seem like you didn't have to use the buttons on the glove to, to use it. <laughs> but that I, I, I poured so many hours into that game. And till I finally beat it. And then to find out that there were whistles and warps, you know, I had this wizard guy knew to go down into the white thing to fly up into the sky. Like it's like as if it's as if he made the game. That's not that's nothing. The little that one, okay, you could probably figure that one out by accident. Yeah. But how did he know the one was in the castle? Well well, yeah, well, let's be honest. He's supposed to be a, a video game savant. <laughs> So, I mean, gotta love those 80s campy movies. Yeah, that's right, you know. And last, lastly. Lastly. On this week, X-Men the arcade game came out 31 years ago. 
X-Men was a really cool arcade game because it was four-player co-op. It, it was a quarter eater. I, I, you know, it was kind of like the Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, the Simpsons arcade game. Mm-hmm. It was a quarter eater. You just kind of like, you, you could beat it as long as you had enough quarters. I remember, I remember our Street Fighter versus X-Men tournaments. But it, it's a fighting game, though. This is yeah, the, I know. Well, this is the side-scrolling yeah, action game. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just okay. tying you're, into you're, it. You're t- okay, right? Just, just tying into it. I, the thing I remember of X-Men is I used to always play as Colossus because his power move was... And he would, like, like shoot out this, like, chest full of, like, light, and it would, like, kill all the enemies around you. Uh, <laughs> and it was it was a really good special. I must say it was a really good special. But yeah, like that's that's pretty much it. I have a lot of fun. I remember playing it. We had they had that at the bowling alley. They had the X Men video game there. Played yep. that a lot. So so now that we got that out of the way, I'm gonna backtrack here for a second. Okay. What what is your favorite character from Punch Out? Oh. Hmm. That's a tough one. Uh my like my favorite the per like favorite p- person you have to box. Favorite, your favorite person do you have to fight? Yeah, who's your favorite character? Not counting Little Mac and Mario. Uh, okay, and or Doc. So okay, so that's a that's a tough one because there's a couple. I'll, I'll give you my top three in any order. Sure, go okay. ahead. Okay, my top three in any order are Don Flamenco, Soda Popinski, greatest, greatest trash talker of all time. <laughs> yeah, Soda Popinski, which in the arcade version, I believe his name is vodka something (laughs) they changed it for nintendo because nintendo wouldn't release him because his name was vodka something Mm -hmm. um soda popinski and the last one would be not bold not sandman not macho man i say i love sandman yeah he's he's the bane of my existence i always had a hard time getting oh he's he's a tough one he he is a tough one once you learn him he's easy though not bold bold maybe maybe piston honda I like, see, I, my favorite are because of what the, the little quips that they have. Like Don Flamenco's like, Flamenco strikes back, return of Don, <laughs> you know, or like, you know, but yeah, I, I would say that's my top three. My top three would be those three. Von Kaiser's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I would definitely say for me, the two toughest fights I always had in that game were Sandman mm-hmm. and Ball Bull Round 2. See, ball bull round two is. Easy. I can never time the. I can never time the bull. Once you get off. the the bull charge down, he's easy as cake. He, he's easy as pie. But until you can figure that out, he is very tough. That's where I, when I was a kid, I would always get stuck on the second ball bull. And then I was like, you know, watching boxing on TV, like Muhammad Ali fights and Mike, like real Mike Tyson fights. And I found that, oh, you know what? <clears throat> if you get hit less than the boxer that you're fighting, you can win on points. Right? Well, that's not how the Nintendo game works. So what hap- What I would do is when he would do the bull charge, I would just move to the left and not get hit. And I figured I hit him a lot more than he hit me. I should win at the end of round three. And it would always go to him because the way the Nintendo game works is you have to have a certain score. If you don't reach a certain score, you can't win by decision. So then I had to finally learn how to beat the bull charge so yeah that was it but that that was it you know the my hardest fight in that whole game every time is super macho man really oh i see the only part the only part that's annoying with him is his special his special is really tough but you know once you can figure it out 
it's it's easy because you get like 15 or 20 hits on him once you you dodge it. The reason I can't play Mike Tyson's Punch Out or Punch Out on an emulator like on the PC is because of, there's a split second difference in timing. And when I say like it's like a millisecond. Okay, oh, yeah, no, it's different. But that millisecond affects you getting hit by a punch like his like Super Macho Man special. He's a lot harder than Mike Tyson or Mr. Dream if you're playing the regular punch out when you know Mike Tyson got accused of or convicted of accused and convicted of rape. So I uh, he's the toughest fight in the game. Hands down, Super Macho yeah. Man. Mike Tyson's yeah. very easy. You just gotta you gotta dodge him for the first minute, twenty three seconds. Yeah, after that, he's not he's not that bad. No. You know, I beat him by TKO. I gave him a TKO from Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty sad that I like I can <laughs> I pretty much know like what all those guys say to say to you. Mm-hmm. You yes, know? Yes. And I don't know a lot of what some of the guys say because like Glass Joe, Von Kaiser, the first Piston Honda, Don Flamenco, King Hippo, Great Tiger. Piston Honda 2. I could beat all of them in the first round. So I don't really know what they start like talking to you till you get to like Soto Popinski and on. But uh, yeah, that's that's my favorite game. If anyone hasn't known, that's my favorite game of all time. I could I could pop it in anytime and I, I could just play it and it's like a nice mental oh, and, relaxing. And here, and here and here I thought your favorite game of all time was Home Alone. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Or is that your favorite game that you've never beaten? That's my white. Well, that's the game. I, that's the game I've, I've never beaten, and it, it's cause it takes you sixty minutes to beat it, one playthrough. You know, it, it's a tough one, and if you die, you lose. You only get one life. That's it. Harry and Marv catch you. Game's over. You know, can't get caught by those wet bandits. Can't do it. <laughs> the second one. No, we're going to name ourselves the Sticky Bandits. <laughs> you know. But yeah, you know that that's hilarious. All right, so uh, now now that we got through all that, what 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 games did you play this week? So this week, I I've played I played other than our game of the week, which we'll discuss later in this episode. I've played three other games. Saints Row. I played a ton of Saints Row. I'm really into this Saints Row game. I don't know what the bad reviews were about because I'm having a ball with this. I haven't had this much fun in a sandbox like shooter since like Grand Theft Auto Three. Or Vice City. The story is pretty good. It's not like, do you really expect a great story from a game like this? No. But what I like about it is they didn't take, they they didn't add all that like stupid fluff stuff from the newer Saints Row games. Like, you know, like stupid, like weird guns that shoot phallic objects and, you know, and like stuff like that. And it's kind of like, it kind of scaled back to like the original Saints Row and the Saints Row 2 were. Mm-hmm. The story is actually pretty decent. I'm having a lot of fun. I think it's funny. I like the side quests. I'm enjoying doing the, the side missions and stuff more than the main story. I think that's my problem with most of these bigger games because I never progressed the main story. Well, you uh, but, are a dabbler, so I mean... <laughs> but I, I will complete this game till the end of the story. And when I do, I will I will have a review ready to go. And we have a couple of reviews we got to come out with in the next couple. Probably we'll start recording them soon. But I will have a review for Saints Row on my opinion on on this kind of game because I am actually putting a lot of time into it for someone who doesn't play a lot of games. I put a couple hours into Dead Space, the remake. I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it as much as I enjoyed the original. Um, I'm enjoying it more than I did Callisto Protocol. It's it's actually taken its place. It's taken Callisto Protocol's place in my rotation. I, I can't wait to beat this game. Like I know what to expect. I know what to, you know, I know what it's about because I played the original. So it's not like it's anything surprising me, but it is, it's so much fun. Callisto Protocol, man. Well, the kill scenes were awesome. Oh no, that that game we waited months to come out for, <laughs> and, and, and I beat it. I beat it. I I think it's a fun game. Don't get me wrong. 
I just was expecting more from that game. Yeah, well, you know. But it was it, it's still a fun game. I, don't get me wrong. Especially once you get into like like some of the later stuff. It's pretty cool how you can like sneak attack guys and come up and like stab them from behind and stuff like that. Like it's really cool. Yeah. You get your shiv. You, you, you know, use your shiv on them. Well, well, you know, you gotta have a shiv. Oh, it's like I said. It's like I said. Deferred when he I was in I a deferred, prison. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, when you, have, you know, the first 20 minutes of the game, you know, you you get a guy, to, you know, trying to get out of a cell, and you know, he's trying to give you a shiv, and I'm like, I never trust a guy to try to hand you a shiv. Yeah. And then the the third game I played this week was, and I actually just picked it up yesterday, so I played it yesterday for a couple hours. Was the Final Fantasy Feet Rhythm Final Bar? Okay. Which, oh, just the just just playing. A, a rhythm type game with Final Fantasy soundtracks is like just simply amazing. I'm on the first. You get to pick the Final Fantasy game you want to start with, and you, you go through all the songs. Yeah. So they the initial one is they let you pick from two, six, seven, and I think one of the other ones. And I went with seven, so I'm going through seven now, and it's cool. You unlock the characters from seven. You get to play as them, and it's also like there's challenges and stuff. So. You have to like make sure you get like enough hit and yeah yeah it's it's if you've never played the game it's hard to explain how it works but it's a lot of fun I'm enjoying it I know I'm going to enjoy that game I pre-ordered it I I played the first two religiously on the DS so I know I'm gonna it's gonna be a game I put tons of hours in it's a relaxing game for me I could see that because a lot of the, the a lot of the scores that came out for those games were very relaxing music yeah no they definitely were so. I mean, that's what I've played. So what, what did you what did you play this week other than your game of the week? OK, OK. So, you know, other than my game of the week, I played some I played some more Descenders. OK, you're really into that. Yeah, I actually really fell in love with that game. It's it, it's pretty cool. I love just the scenery and the soundtrack to the game and stuff like that. Like, it's super vibey. I also played more Minecraft. OK, you know, I've been 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 working on my one world, you know, trying to spruce things up, you know, b- rebuild the village, kind of doing a, some stuff like that. Going and to then, red bricks? And then I finally pulled the trigger on, on COD again. Oh, God. Here we go, guys. Steam had it. Steam, yeah, I haven't been banned yet. We're good. Call of Duty. Steam, Steam had a sale. Okay. You know, 35% off. That's it. So I, so I grabbed it, and then I also grabbed a couple. I, I ended up being able to grab Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 for a bundle. There you uh, go. For for fourteen ninety nine. I mean, you can't really go wrong with that. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's not a bad price. So that's pretty much what I what I've been playing this week. So did, did you play a lot? Did you get to play any Call of Duty, or did it take like ten hours yeah, I, to install? No, well, I I my computer's pretty 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 beefy, so I mean, it, I tend to install games fairly fast. Oh, okay, that's good. As long as as long as the the Wi Fi is cooperating. All right. Yeah. So we just got he's he's working on re- redoing all the internet now and stuff. So my latency hasn't been that bad at all. That's uh, good. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I've I've got a few, you know a, a couple hours in. Other than that, you know, I mainly been playing Minecraft for this week. But I did you know get some descenders and stuff like that, and and then you know you know other games I've been working on too. Yeah, I find your I find descenders for you is like Vampire Survivors for me. Yeah. I would definitely say that it's kind of like my guilty pleasure game right now. Yep, that, that I I could tell the because you play it almost every week at least for a couple hours. This is probably the first week in like two or three months that I didn't play any Vampire Survivors. 
Wow. Well, it, it's because, you know, I just, uh, Saints well, Row is, had... Saints Row, no, no, Saints Row has just been eating up my time. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. You've been, you've been addicted to that the last guy. And it's like I was saying to you about, you know, when I texted you the other day, when you, when you were talking about Saints Row, is it's like, like you were saying about the reviews. So games like this are a perfect example of why you can't always go by the reviews. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it, it's, it's because, you know, it's, it's technically flawed. Like it's it's not technically flawed. I take that back. It, it's the technical aspects of the game, and it's repetitive because it's a repetitive type game. Are why it kind of I think reviewed bad. But it's like, what are you what are you supposed to do with a game like that? Like you can't. How is it not repetitive? You drive cars and shoot people. Like, you know, look at look at all the Grand Theft Auto games. You drive cars and shoot people. Well, that, I think that's exactly what I, that's exactly right. So, I mean, it's literally, it's, you know, every game again, at, at some point gets repetitive. Yeah. It just, it it's the nature of gaming. You, you, you know, like me and you played World of Warcraft doing the dailies every day. You're literally doing the same quest over and over and over every day. Yeah, no. Today, oh, today was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Speaking of World of Warcraft, and this is so sidebar crazy out there. Right. I was delivering mail today, and I woke up to this house, and... The lights are on in the front if of the house. If it fits the chips. What? If it fits the chips, right? So the, so the lights are on in this guy's house, in the front of the house. The guy, uh-huh. and I, I deliver mail in a 55 and older community. So these are older retired people. This isn't like, you know, youngins. Lights are never on. So the guy's home. I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool, right? You know, so put the mail in the box. I turn around, I look, I look back into the window because he has no shades there. And on his computer screen, right, he's got his, his World of Warcraft loaded up. With his like, and he's just standing there chilling. I didn't get to look at what his username was because I would have loved to look it up to see what his character, his stats were and stuff. But he yeah. is this old man, man. He's playing some World of Warcraft. Throw this out there. I'm gonna throw this out there. Lordath was older. I know. What are the odds? It was him. No, that he, doesn't, he lives in Ohio. I know. I'm joking. Wouldn't I'm that joking. be crazy? Because <laughs> Core was older. And, and you know, yeah, not that so, much older though. Yeah, he was in his fifties. Oh, and we were in our twenties. Yeah. So that means we're almost in our forties. And he's got like what fifty? Oh, he's like seventy years old. Not now. Not now. I, mean, I would say I would say probably sixties now. No, if he was in his yeah. 50s, think about it. We when we were playing World of Warcraft religiously, we were in our early twenties. Mm-hmm. We're almost in our early forties. That's 20 I mean, the years. Game, the game's been out since 2004, man. So if he was 50 back then, he's almost right 70. Is he? I don't know. Oh, when I don't know. We didn't start playing with him off the bat. That's true. He's he's, And he kept the guild alive. Like, he, yeah, even though there's nobody own, in it, he, he kept it going. Yeah, yeah, he's got our old guild. I still love that name, though. Oh, yeah. But he ain't, you know. Postal Assassins. <laughs> I wonder if he changed the name of it. I might have to log in just to see. You know, I, he was too busy. The last time I, I played I played with him, that month that I that I actually got on, on, on played with him. Okay. He, he was obsessed with pet fighting. Yeah, well, that's because when you, when you have as much, like, you got to think, like, when he is, like, he's 10 mains, just, all maxed. He's probably done just about everything there is to do. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, there's nothing else for him to do. So what do you, yeah, you're going to pet fight. Like, that's, that's what you go to, you know? 
For you, it was cooking. Oh, for me, it was cooking. I could cook in that game all day, every day, buddy. I would set up feasts in the dungeons and the, in mm-hmm. the instances. Oh, my God, it was wonderful. All right. Yeah, so, got to get your... Gotta get your buff before you you start the dungeon, man. Eat some chicken. Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> oh no, no, I'm not getting into that. Right, so <laughs> all right, so let's get into our games of the week from last week. Right, so your game was called Fe Fee. Fee, yeah. All right. So what'd you think about it? We had a lot of fun. Visually, visually, it was an amazing game. There's a lot of vibrant colors in that game. A lot of violets and pinks and oranges and but then it's also like counteracted with like a lot of blacks and stuff so it's almost got like a like a like a, almost like a like a cell shaded kind of thing but not quite okay and I, yeah it's and it's just like all the colors and everything really pop in that game so it's really you know it's really nice to have that visual while you're playing and then pretty much you play as the the little the little creature fee and you have to go and up to these animals, like different animals have different abilities. Like you need, you, you need to get something really high. You know, you need to use the, the like, or or if you need to jump up of up a cliff, you need to go to like the deer thing, and then it'll like you hop on, and then it'll jump, you know, jump you up to the cliff or whatever. And then you can climb a tree and talk to the bird, and it'll fly you somewhere where you need to go. Hmm. Or you could, or you could find another animal and sing to it, and then it'll break the wall for you or stuff like that. Oh, okay. So it's it's, it's, like, so it's like a puzzle platformer. Yeah, and and the way it works is like you hold the trigger to to, to play the song, but you kind of have to like match the pitch of the of like it's not like you don't just hold it down. Like you actually kind of have to like like let go of the the trigger a little bit to like get the right pitch for the song to match that animal. Oh, so like so like the like so depending on how hard you push the trigger in, it's a different like. Sound? It gets like yeah, it gets lighter or 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 louder depending on how much you hold the trigger. Hmm. That's so, like it's an mean, interesting concept for a game. Yeah, and then like you go in and out of like I don't I don't know how to like base it like how it was like you go into the middle of the like in the beginning you go into like the middle and it had like the Moon Man deal and you went in and it took you like to like a little alternate room and then it made you place the thing in the middle of the sphere and it would unlock another ability and stuff like that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. All right. It sounds like it's. And did you, did you were you able to complete it? I did not complete it. I only, you know, I got just got a few hours into just kind of, you know, give my opinion on it. And so I, I enjoyed it. You, I thought it was you pretty think cool. You're gonna play it to it the was, end? At least the story. I don't, gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna play it to the end. I'm definitely gonna give it a little more stick time and see what what how it goes. Okay. Uh, but you know, it's not a bad game. I would, you know, if you if you want to give it a chance, I would give it a chance. It's not a bad game at all. It's it's just different. It's not like your prototypical game. All right, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah it's kind of got a, a different feel to it. Controls were crisp. I did, I did like the controls, and you know everything was pretty cool about that game. Hmm. I've heard of it. I have it on the Switch. I I, I got it on the eShop like I don't know, mm-hmm. like a while ago. It was on sale on the eShop on the Switch. Just never got around to playing it. I mean, yeah, it sounds I, like the, yeah, and I can see like a wide variety of people being able to play it. Older can play it. Younger can play it. Yeah. You know, so. how's the sound? Good, relaxing. Where's the relaxing? Okay, good, good, some of that. A good, relaxing music. Yeah. Oh, cool. Although I do find the whole singing aspect 
like where you have to like sing your song to the other animals and stuff like that. It does kind of like you're hearing that. So, I mean, that sound kind of gets a little annoying. Okay. Um, but other than that, it, uh, the the music is fairly relaxing and stuff, you know, soft. So it's pretty, I would, yeah, I would definitely say it's pretty good. All right. That's good to know. All right. Well, my game of the week this past week was called Ghost Song by Humble Games. And I found this to be a very good Dead Cells-like game. I don't know if you've ever played Dead Cells. But Dead Cells is like a cross between, it's like a rogue-like a- Metroid. Mm-hmm. Good way to Dead put Cells it. was all Dead Cells was almost my game of the week. It's a fun game. I, I would recommend trying it, even if you don't pick it as game of the week. Mm-hmm. So with Ghost Song, the exploration was really good. Like it's a very vast map, and it was very easy to progress through the map to find out that you were in an area where enemies were like just really crazy strong. Like I, there were times where I was like shooting an enemy like a hundred times and I couldn't beat it. So it, it was like so I died a lot. Just it's just the way it is. I died a lot, but it was uh, good it because the, the pick. It, so it has the Final Fantasy Eleven vibes. Yeah, but you know, but it's it's a roguelike, so that's the whole point of the game. So you kind of have to make your way back to pick up your items. So you know, because you lose all your your stuff to uh, upgrade when you die. But then the pace of upgrading was actually done really well. Like you were always able to upgrade yourself that you you felt that you could always progress further. So, like, there was never that time where, like, you're upgrading and upgrading and upgrading and you're just still, like, hitting that brick wall. The right stick is used to aim and shoot, but you get to shoot, like, it's... Which everyone from last week learned that I'm not favorable of this twin-stick shooter stuff, but with this one, at least, it's like you aim with the right, but you use the button to shoot. That I could deal with. I, I could deal with that. Because... So basically, so, basically, what you're saying is your thumbs are special. Well, no, it's it's because like when you're playing a twin stick shooter, it's usually it's because the enemies are moving very quickly. So you have to kind of like, you know, constantly move it to shoot. Whereas this one, it's more of a slower moving like any and they have patterns. So you can kind of like figure it out and aim and shoot. So I didn't mind it so bad. It wasn't that bad. I see myself playing this till the end of the story. I I don't know. If I'm going to sit there and explore the entire world and unlock all the secrets it has to offer, there's supposed to be like a lot of like secret areas that you can get to. And like, I don't know if it's super weapons or what. I I didn't really go into details, but I I think I I might continue to play this just to get through the story. And like, just I want to see what the end boss looks like. I mean, let's let's be honest. That's just like kind of how this game works. Level yourself up to get to the end boss. But I've become invested enough to see myself through the end of of the main game. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, if that means anything to anybody, especially when you know that you got to aim with the right stick, that, that means the games actually half decent. <laughs> so, hopefully, you know, I have time to, to play it this week if Saints Row is not taking up too much of my time and I can just finish it. It's not that long of a game, you know. Most of these roguelikes aren't as long as you get the hang of the upgrade system because once you figure it out and tailor the guy to your character to how you play... You kind of could start going through it pretty quick. So I would recommend this to anybody who likes like Metroidvania type games and is a fan of roguelikes. I think that they would really enjoy this immensely. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I have for Ghost Song. So what did you pick for next week? Next week, I picked a game called Citizen Sleeper. Okay. And basically the description is as follows. Role-playing in the ruins of an interplanetary capitalism. 
lived the life of an escaped worker, washed up on a lawless space station at the end of the interstellar, interstellar society. Choose your friends, escape your past, change your future. <laughs> That's it? Change your That's future. Like, so, like, like, what kind of game is it? Is it like, you research anything other than just read the little, like, the synopsis there? Like, did you know what kind of game it is? What are we looking uh, at it's, here? It, yeah, it's basically like a, a RPG. So, that's pretty much... I, I don't really... When I when I pick the game, I just kind of go off of what seems interesting. I don't really read too much into what it is. Oh, okay. And so... You know, so you're going in. You're kind of you kind of going blind. Yeah, well, yeah, I kind of go into blind. I look more. I when I look at the games, I look more in. Pretty much the only thing that really keeps me, when I'm doing these game of the week picks. Yeah. The only the only thing that I really stay away from is anything that has in game transactions. Okay, like so, only, so you don't want microtransactions. No, online transactions. If I if a, if if in the description that's on there, that's pretty much I sh- I shy away from it. Okay. Just because I I hate those pay to win games so. Well, yeah, but you could pay to win. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not the easiest way to win. It's not the type of player I am, though. No, I get I mean, you. I, I get you. I don't like that. I don't. I hate. I hate that stuff too. Yeah, you know, with us doing this, it's it, it, it. You know, we both have our games that we both love. Like I love the horror games and the, the FPSs and stuff like that. And you have your your games you like. But the whole point of these games in a week is to, for us to step out of our comfort zone. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm not really choosy about what what it is as long as it's got a you know decent description and stuff like that. I'm willing to give it a try. Yeah, I I can't wait to hear what you think of Citizen Sleeper because I I like while while you know we're talking here, I'm looking it up on like Google just because I wanted to see like just screenshots to get a kind of feel for like what the game is. And one of these things that it's 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 really enticing me because it says. Um, how does Citizen Sleeper work? <laughs> and it's pretty, it's a Citizen Sleeper uses a dice gameplay mechanic where every cycle you roll five dice and use them to complete a task. The higher the roll, the more likely you are to successfully complete the task. That reminds me a lot of like when I used to play Dungeons and Dragons as a kid. I was going to say that, d and that, that entices me. I, I'm really looking forward to what your thoughts are on this because then it might be something I play down the line. Judging, judging from the reviews that I saw on this game, like I was saying to you before, this game from from the reviews that I saw it is it's it 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 was a, it was a sleeper from last year. Okay, it got really good reviews, but it flew under the radar. Did it? I wonder if it probably came out around the time when like something really big came out. Yeah, that's so, usually I what mean, happens. That's pretty. Once I saw those reviews and stuff, I was like, yeah, I got to give this game a try because I looked I looked up on the wiki just to kind of get it. Get a, a a a short synopsis of what the game was about. Yeah, and, and that's when they were talking about like the reviews and stuff like that, and how it was how it was the sleeper from last year. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to put some hours into this. And with me being on vacation next week, I'll have plenty of plenty of time to get get some stick. Well, time then I expect this game to be. We'll see. Depends <laughs> on how much I like it. Yeah. So far, true. so so far, honestly, the only game that I since we started doing all this stuff. Yeah. The only game that I've really given up on was Chorus. Yeah, you said that. You said it was just too. It was too much. However, it's I didn't. I, it's just it wasn't my type of game. It's not. I'm not saying it was bad by any means. But if you like like a like a Starfighter kind of game, definitely go check that out. It did. Beautiful. It's a beautiful game. But if you like those like Starfighter, you know, dogfight kind of games, 
definitely go check that out. Yeah, I find that the, the games of the week so far, I think the Ghost Song I'm going to beat just because I'm invested. I'm, I'm probably more than halfway through it now, so I'm not going to just, I'm not going to stop now. Why? That doesn't bother. That would bother me. The only other game so far I think that I've really been into that I I haven't really played since, but I think I will go back to is that is Moon Glow Bay. I think the other ones I've picked they just haven't been a fit for me. But the yeah. the one I picked for this week I think is is going to be one that's going to take up a lot of my time if I decide to get into it because I chose Chained Echoes. Chained Echoes is a story driven JRPG, and I love JRPGs. I like them better than Western RPGs. Where a group of heroes... They also tend to be harder. Well, no. Well, it depends. It depends on the JRPG. Some of them are even easier just because they they let you, like, level yourself up beyond belief. So you're just mowing through people to the end. So basically, it's a story-driven JRPG where a group of heroes travel around the vast continent of Valandis to bring an end to the war between its three kingdoms. In the course of their journey, you will travel. They will travel through a wide array of diverse landscapes, spanning from wind-tanned plateaus and exotic archipelagos. I think I said that right, and if not, I apologize. To sunken cities and forgotten dungeons, take up your sword, channel your magic, and board your mech. Chain Echoes is a 16-bit SNES-style RPG set in a fantasy world where dragons are as common as piloted mechanical suits. I'm really excited that it's a 16-bit RPG. I hope it plays turn-based. I if it That'd doesn't, be cool. if it That'd doesn't, cool. 16-bit is okay when you play non-turn-based because like Secret of Mana wasn't turn-based, and either was the what's that game? I, I own it. Damn it! It narrows it down. <laughs> no, but it's a real pop. It's a real popular one. I can't think of it, but yeah, but it's not turn-based. It's kind of like real-time action for a 16-bit, mm-hmm. which is cool. So I'm hoping that, but I'm hoping it's turn-based. I would like a nice like Final Fantasy turn-based type of game. Yeah. But you follow a group of heroes as they explore a land filled with the brim, to the brim with charming characters, fantastic landscapes, and vicious foes. Can you bring peace to a continent where the war has been waged for generations and betrayal lurks around every corner? Yeah, so... And it's Archipelago, by the way. It's what? Archipelago. Oh, the S is silent? <laughs> Come on. The second. <laughs> Reminds me like <laughs> Billy Madison. Spell rock. R O K. Yeah. It's R O C K. Oh, the C is silent. I love that movie. But so I'm looking forward to this game. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this game because I think it's going to be a big, I think it's going to take a lot of time though. I think it's going to be like, it could probably be like a 20 hour game. So I'm hoping that it intrigues me right off the bat because nowadays with the time I have to play, Mm-hmm. If if you don't get your hooks in me within the first like hour and a half, two hours, I'm not playing. That, he, that's the end of the dabble. That's the end of the dabble. If you get your hooks in me, I'll, I'll continue. So a dabble will be like the. It will be. You know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like to dabble. And you know, I I think if, I think I've probably played God knows how many games for one hour. That you seems know. to be most. Of that, yeah, that seems to be most of your games. Well, people like me are the reason why Steam now gives refunds, because you know someone like me buys the game and we I try it for an hour and I'm like this thing sucks. So then, so then like I, I can return it, you know. So with that, right? So our games of the week are you know we're gonna be playing them this week, but we're gonna be playing them in the upcoming week and also coming out this upcoming week are 
some of the big releases coming out this week. For, so February 21st, Like a Dragon Ishin is coming out on the PS4 and 5, the Xbox One and the Xbox Series. Atomic Heart is also coming out on February 21st, and it's the same. It, it's on the same consoles, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series, and Xbox One. On February 23rd, Company of Heroes 3 comes out on PC. On February 24th, which this is the day of the week that's going to kill my wallet, Path Traveler 2 comes out for the PlayStation and the Switch, as Uh well as Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe comes out for the Switch. Both of them are pre-ordered on my pre-ordered list. Both of them are already... I'm ready to go. I can't wait. Fair to dabble. Well, no, Octopath Traveler, I'll be... It's going to take me about a year, but I'll get through it. I heard that was. A, I heard that's going to be a good. The game. first one was so amazing. Oh, the second one's going to be great. It's eight new stories. I can, I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. And Kirby is. It's Kirby's Dreamland. I mean, come on. And they they have the new. They just they announced on the, the direct last week. They got the, the new twenty episode twenty level new part to it. I'm getting it mainly because the kids are going to play it, not me. So yeah. So use the kids as a distraction. Oh yeah, I, 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 you know I do, you know. But so, <laughs> when you're not playing video games, right? If you like what you hear, like and subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel, Very Average Gaming. You can follow me on Twitter at Very Average Will or Joe over there at Bud Cotton One. Join our Very Average Gaming Discord and our Facebook group. And remember, just like you, we're average too. <laughs>